Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Fiat Ministry Show, episode 157. Welcome, everybody, to the show tonight. I'm really excited to have our guest, uh, Chris McGruder, on with the, the veilremove.com. Uh, there's a great video. Uh, millions have seen it. Uh, it's just a wonderful video about the Mass, and we'll definitely... Uh, you know, talk about it, the behind the scenes. Uh, she's uh, the executive producer of that video, and uh, she is a, a mother of three and also uh, a devout Catholic. And my question I'm going to ask her, uh, uh, you know, after we'll ask her fiat, is really uh, her Protestant friends helped her to get motivated about knowing more about the Catholic uh, faith and, and I'm really interested because that's kind of how I got back doing fiat too is uh, my friends that were Protestants and and helping me to uh, ask more questions about the faith and to as a as a cradle Catholic and both of us as cradle Catholics you know it's sometimes our uh, you know uh, Protestants brothers and sisters can help us challenge ourselves for our faith and so I, I'm but number one the the veil removed uh, dot com uh, I'll pop that up right now um, we'll uh, just show that and we'll definitely talk about it a little bit later in the show uh, but there's the website the veil removed dot com uh, make sure to check it out check out the the, the video uh, definitely a powerful uh, video about the mass again I you know it just shows everything and you know really understands what the f you know the mass is all about and that's so important nowadays of what we're trying to go through and how many people can go to mass and things are everything but to really focus on what is so important about the mass and so uh, everybody that's watching in f on facebook and on and youtube uh and uh, please uh if you can uh, uh you know please uh, on youtube uh do a there's a dollar sign down at the bottom of their ch uh, of the chat it's a, a super chat and everything that you do with 
a super chat goes back to Fiat Ministry Network. Uh, of course, uh, there's uh, ways on our website, uh, but any way that you could, pr you know, support us uh, with prayers and number one. Uh, but um, if any financial support would be very helpful too. Uh, but uh, thank you again. Um, I, I really want to get in with Chris uh, talking. So let's uh, start out in prayer and we'll uh, bring on Chris just very shortly. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for tonight. Uh, thank you for Chris and everyone watching. Uh, thank you for the Mass. Thank you for everything that the Mass represents and in and, and, and the sense of the uh, just going to re uh find the uh the source and summit to receive you uh daily if if that is possible for all, all of us um thank you for allowing us to just in sense relive uh calvary and uh just allowing us to understand so much more with the the veil removed about the mass and uh thank you for again chris and everybody that will be watching tonight and uh, again uh thank you uh for just this time and uh to do any little bit of evangelization uh for your glory in your name we pray in name father son holy spirit amen uh for further ado i will welcome on because we're having uh i know uh welcome chris uh to the show how are you doing good thank you i apologize that we've got a thunderstorm going but i think yeah. it's clearing up kent so <laughs> well, hopefully our connection will be good no, that that's fine. Uh, no problems. Um, that's we always uh, try to work around everybody's uh, situation, and that's one thing about this technology. You never know what's going to happen, but it's fun. Um, Chris, like I, I talk to all of uh, my my guests, uh, their fiat, saying yes to Jesus Christ, encouraging all to say yes to Jesus Christ. Um, what? was that for you I, I know there's m probably many different things that happened especially with the veil removed uh working and doing that uh but if there was something in your background in, in you know your upbringing um or anything that got you to this point in your journey in the faith uh would be great to hear uh, I, I know uh the listeners and the viewers would love to hear uh, anything that yeah. helped you say yes to Jesus Christ? Sure. Um, you know, I think growing up, I was a cradle Catholic. I went to Mass every Sunday. Um, even through college, I, I continued to go to Mass. I knew that that was important. Um, but I think it was, I, I married a man who was not Catholic. He was Presbyterian. And in doing so, we moved um, from our hometown to Des Moines, Iowa. And my friends were his friends. He had more friends in Des Moines than I did, and they were all Protestant. And we decided one night we were going to have a Bible study. And so in that Bible study, I got a lot of questions about what the Catholic Church thought about things. And I had to learn very quickly um, better my Catholic faith, despite the fact that I had gone to um, Catholic, through Catholic schools from kindergarten through my senior year of high school. So um, I learned very quickly that I didn't know my faith as well as I thought, and I certainly did not know Scripture. So they really... Um, motivated me to learn and um, to be able to defend my faith. 
And that continued, um, and I, I grew a lot because I, I had gone on a uh, Chrysler News' Parish weekend when we lived in Austin, Texas. And um, we were living, we lived in Austin, Texas long enough for me to go through the process. I don't know if your listeners know what that is, but it's a six-month formation process, if you so choose, after you go on a retreat, and then you pass the retreat on to another group of people. So I did that, and at the end of that formation process, um, we were transferred back to Des Moines, and it was very interesting because that... Christ News Parish really um, awakened me even more to my faith, and it, it, it wasn't just about an obligation anymore. It became about a love for, for my Christian community and a love for the Mass. I didn't quite understand the Mass at that point yet, and um, it wasn't until a few years later I, I was blessed to go on a pilgrimage to Medjugorje with my family in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and um, that led into saying yes to being on a radio show called Catholic Women Now, which led me then to... Um, doing my own radio show with my co-host about um, what happens truly at the Mass. We were coming across things that um, different mystics and saints had seen at Mass, and, and it was really new information to me. And so um, that led me then into the veil removed and a lot, uh, several more yeses. And so for me, Kent, my faith has been um, a series of yeses. And, um, you know, I, I have moments of excitement, you know, those kind of mountaintop moments that just encouraged me to continue to move forward. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I, I love about, you know, how that the faith can, you know, motivate in different levels of your life to get to, um, you know, where we are to right now in our journeys, uh, for everybody. Um, I, I just want to just touch on, because that's one thing, you know, you, you just touched on one thing that, you know, how, you know, prod our uh, brothers and sisters as Protestants, you know, with those scriptures and all that. Um, can you go a little bit in the, because that's how I got back, you know, really into as a cradle Catholic, but to get back into the church, a little help from our, you know, brothers and sisters as Protestants to, you know, just blown away by the scripture and all that. Is there anything that you could just, you know, add on to that? Because uh, maybe it might, you know, touch, because I, I was, you know, thrilled to have friends that were Protestants to teach me a little bit more about the scriptures and you know meets the eye because i know you know the mass is full of scripture and 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 throughout the the mass but they really i mean they know it so uh, is there anything that you could add on to that I'm just... I, right well you know they they really would they would really impress upon me john three sixteen for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son yes. you know and 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 they were so certain that because they believed in God's only begotten Son, that they were going to heaven. And it just bothered me. I thought, okay, so does that mean that you can go have an affair, you can murder somebody, you can do all these terrible things, and yet you're going to go to heaven because you believe in God? And they said, yes. And that just didn't register with me. Yeah. And I just it didn't, you know, I was like, okay, well, that's, that's kind of nice. You know, you can go do anything, and God's going to forgive you no matter what you do in your life because right. you believe in Him. And later, you know, the more I learned about my faith, it, well, you know what? All the devils believe in God, too, but they're not in heaven. You still have to make choices for him in, in accordance with his will and ask for forgiveness over and over because we're sinners. Um, so, so that was a big thing for me that was just kind of a key to, 
okay, what? And I couldn't answer them when we were in Bible today. I, I kept saying, how do you know you're going to heaven automatically? How, how do you know? You know, and they never quite gave me an answer. And it wasn't until I kind of started learning my faith that I, you know, that I learned, well, gosh, you know, even, even Satan believes in God. He knows, <laughs> he right. knows he exists, but he didn't choose him and we have to continually choose him. And so that was kind of my, my real, you know, realization that I gotta, I gotta know my faith better because, you know, anybody can tell me anything. and I don't want to be so open-minded that I accept everything. I gotta, I gotta know my faith better. So that was really the kicker for me. And that was, you know, that, that's probably the most popular verse. We see that, you know, at football games, people are holding up John three sixteen, Um, and it's funny because I needed, I honestly didn't know what that verse even said when they would hold that sign up in football stadium as a cradle Catholic going through, you know, K through 12 education. So, um, I guess I guess I, I learned a lot of wonderful things in my Catholic education, but not scripture. No, uh, <laughs> Didn't know yeah. that very well. Well, that's yeah, and in, in the sense of you know, religion class, that's the same thing. You get so much, but no, I totally agree with that. And you know, it's amazing that you know we've talked on the Fiat Ministry uh, Network a lot about searching out um i know there's uh, other guests that have mentioned you know you need to search out to research your faith and not you know just hear everything but to understand it personally um what helped you what were some things that helped you um you know in that sense uh you know to get i guess now getting into the the veil removed uh where did that go you know with the radio shows and everything that you're you were doing um to get into okay i i i might want to do some kind of project like the veil removed um it, where did that kind of started out uh as a, a you know a, an idea and then became a project yeah um good question so it, back in 2014 um my co-host julie nelson and i have a radio show called catholic women that we still do mm-hmm. and we have always done our own programming so we we find our own guests you know, sometimes we don't have a guest. We go unplugged is what we call it. And we just, you know, we talk about information that we understand well. And so um, I came across a book called The Holy Mass. And it was written by Catalina Rebus, who is, she has the stigmata. She um, she only has an eighth grade education, but the Lord will work through her hands and she will write at high theological levels in languages she does not know. Her arm doesn't get tired. She'll write for hours, quite literally. And, um, you know, and theologians and, you know, different priests have read her work and they're like, she's right on, you know, the stuff she's saying. And the Lord is dictating to her. So, and but she's had so many, you know, gifts like that. Anyway, in her booklet, The Holy Mass, talks about an experience that she had in Mass one time where the Holy Mother and Jesus talked to her, and they basically told her, here's what you're seeing, because they allowed her to see the veil removed. And they explained to her what she was seeing. So we read this, I read this booklet, and we talked about it on our radio show only for about 10 minutes, which kind of cracks me up because there's so much to say on the idea. But mm. we were so amazed that that is what happens at Mass. And she's not the only one that's seen it. You know, there are lots of saints that have seen it. St. Augustine, St. John Chrysostom, St. Bridget, St. McPhil, St. Gregory, on and on. And they all have, they can all tell you about how they saw angels and different saints and things like that. So anyway, we talked about that on our radio show. And that very same day after the radio show, I went to Mass with my co-host. And during the transubstantiation, I kind of got this little 
thought in my head, my spiritual director, I said, when Jesus appears on the altar, you know, when the priest says, this is my body and this is my blood, when he says those words, Jesus is there. That's a great time to ask him for something. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, after we did our radio show, I'm in mass and transubstantiation is occurring. And I said, Lord, if everybody could see this, nobody would leave your church. Because I'm in a situation where there's a, a great um, Lutheran church across the street from our Catholic church here in Des Moines. And, um, you know, lots of people go over there. They leave because it's entertaining, to be honest. You know, they can take their coffee into their services. And so I'm, I'm saying this to the Lord. I'm like, if everybody knew what was happening, nobody would leave your church. And in that instant, I had an experience that um, is not normal for me. And um, I heard the Lord say, then show them. And I looked around and I literally was like, what? You know, who said that to me? And again, I heard him say, show them what they would see if the veil was removed. And that's all I heard. But I had a knowing beyond that, that I was supposed to work to create a three to five minute short film. And I don't know why at the moment I didn't know why three to five minutes, but I knew I was supposed to put together a three to five minute short film that showed people what you would see if you could go into mass and have that thin veil between heaven and earth removed. So being able to see all the angels there, all the saints there, Jesus on the cross, Jesus at the last supper, you know, um, at his Passover. So um, that was, that was like, Whoa, this thing happened in that mass. And, I walked out of that mass with my co-host and I said, this just happened to me. I think we're supposed to do this. And, um, you know, I, I brought her in immediately because she's kind of been my partner in all of these things. And, and she said, well, what film studio should we work with? And I, you know, I, I'm thinking, how would I know anything about that? I know nothing about filmmaking, but I just said, well, I don't know. And, and um, Julie said, well, I know Bishop Robert Barron's, or actually he wasn't a bishop at the time. She said, Father Robert Barron's works with Spirit Juice Studios. And I said, who's that? And she said, I don't know, but let's look into it. So we looked into, um, you know, different film studios, got some different quotes. And, um, but what was interesting was I called Spirit Juice Studios that first day and just said, hey, we've got this idea. Do you know what it would cost? And they said, well, you first got to write a script and you got to do all these things first before we can even tell you. But it was interesting because, um, the man we talked to, his name was Greg. And, um, the day that very day I, I, um, had told her, I said, I, I have a picture in my mind's eye of some man that we will work with. that's young and a strong Catholic and really good at what he does. He's not an amateur. And so, um, I talked to this guy, Greg on the phone the first day when we had this idea, several couple months later, we actually met him and it was the same picture in my mind's eye that first day with this Greg guy was the same guy that we met in the studio the first time that we went to meet Spirit Juice Studios. It was really cool. It was just kind of one of those moments where God's showing us, I'm in control, you're on the right track. And so we we immediately started having some really cool God things happen to us. And we knew that God was involved. And with that in mind, we were like, this is a very real thing and we're going to do something we have no idea what we're doing we need to get some prayer worries around us so our next cool little miracle that happened was we had about 24 people say yes to us that they would pray for us at the top of an hour that they would choose and what ended up happening was we had people literally and still do wake up um, at 12 o'clock midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m we have people that have assigned themselves and they will wake up at the top of that hour and they will pray for us now we have about 65 prayer warriors, but we have all these people that have prayed for us, and they have really helped push this project forward with all their prayers around the clock for the last um, six years. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a great story to have everything, you know, just work in, in the sense God's time and to just have 
that momentum of you know going through the book and finding you know something that uh, is connected and and to have something that you're saying you know if we could just show this i mean no one should leave the church you know there's no way but um because i i know there must have been a uh, a, you know you know many different things that have you know happened in testimonies and and anything like that um were there anything after you know or during you know the process of making the the video the film um that you were like blown away by i mean was there something by doing the actual process of this video um you know short uh, movie um that you're like wow this is amazing as as the process was going was there anything that you know caught your attention or you know absolutely kind of, yeah go ahead yeah, um, you know, it, it's <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff happens to us. I mean, as we started fundraising, um, we, you know, we had to raise all this money to create this short film. Mm-hmm. And as we were as we were doing that, first of all, we had to write the script. And the script kind of fell into place. That was an amazing thing, how that fell into place. But um, as, we, as we moved forward and we started raising money, we started... Um, you know, telling our story to people and to different groups of people. And through that process, I ended up meeting about 25 different people who would come up to me and tell me what they saw at mass. And what was really powerful was one time I had a, a lady say, well, you know, in, in your script, you say that, you know, a drop of blood comes out of the side of Jesus into the cup. That's part of your short film. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, I've seen that, but it wasn't one drop the blood from Jesus' side poured into the cup and not one drop of blood missed the cup. And, and I was like, whoa. And it was powerful because at that moment I'd already heard some other stories and all of a sudden it hit me. Okay. You know what? This lady's telling me what's in, in the script already. And matter of fact, there have been several people before her who have told me what they've seen at mass with, when the veil was removed for them. And th- all these pieces were actually already written into the script. So, you know, it was kind of one of those moments where I realized the Holy Spirit did work through me those days in adoration to put the script together. And, you know, there were things that were in the script that honestly I didn't understand why they were in the script the way they were because honestly I didn't understand the Mass fully at that point. And I still, I know the Mass is infinite, so I, I never proclaim to know everything that's going on in the Mass, but I know a lot more than I did in the past. So, that was really powerful hearing miracle after miracle. You know, I had a lady tell me that um, she saw all the angels and saints um, come at, at during the transubstantiation. And she said the most powerful thing that she saw was, you know, here are all the angels and saints there, and they're all praising Jesus in the Eucharist. And she said that Jesus was in persona Christi in the person of Christ. So the priest wasn't there anymore. And the priest actually came off the altar, but no longer priest. He was Jesus came off the altar and passed communion out to everybody, you know, and I went, well, did you go get in his line kind of thing, you know, which I, you know, I'm cracking myself up as I was saying, you know, she's just like, no, it's just not that way. You know, you're just so caught up in it when you're seeing all this before you, you don't worry about what line you're in. But to her, that was really powerful that she actually saw Jesus giving out the Eucharist then to everybody that, you know, came up to receive um, you know, just story after story like that, people seeing angels, people seeing their deceased relatives on the altar, um, really powerful experiences 
as we're fundraising, hearing people sharing what they'd seen. And I didn't expect to meet any living person that would have seen it. Of course, saints, you know, you hear, you would read about, but not living people. And to meet 25 different people. And when they would come up and talk to me and tell me about it, they weren't, you know, you could, they were very humbly telling me. They would tell me off to the side. But their stories, what was so amazing to me, they were all very consistent with one another and very consistent with the booklet about the Holy Mass that Catalina Rivas wrote that I read that very first day that we talked about in our radio show. So, so I knew they weren't lying to me. They were very humble. They weren't trying to make a big show and tell everybody else, you know, when I was at these engagements and sharing, they would want to tell me afterward and quietly want to share. And they were so excited that somebody would believe their story as well, you know, and that they weren't crazy. Kind of. So that was that. And sometimes they didn't even quite understand why they were seeing what they were seeing. And so it was exciting to be able to tell them, Hey, when we're at mass, it's the closest thing to heaven because heaven and earth come together in the mass. And so all the angels, all the saints, anybody that's in heaven, all the angels, they're there. And the souls of purgatory are there to receive the graces. So a lot of people get excited because they realize, oh, my deceased loved one is there, you know, and then, you know, I, I had one lady tell me that after her husband died, he came and held her hand during the Our Father and she saw him. He was there, you know, and so it's just the stories go on and on. And, you know, and to me, it was so magnificent for my faith and growth. Um, so that was, that was crazy during fundraising. The other thing that happened was we have a board of directors and, um, uh, we would have meetings, regular meetings, of course, about, you know, what we had to be doing. And one time in, we were in a chapel praying before one of our board meetings, Julie and I, Julie's back, back had been bothering her and I had just gotten over the stomach flu. And so while we were in the chapel praying in preparation for that board meeting, I, you know, just silently asked the Lord to to heal me so that I could concentrate in the meeting. I'm like, Lord, I'm still slightly nauseated. Could you help me out a little bit? And I'd woken up that day too with a little tennis elbow. My elbow was real sore. So um, it was interesting because there was a, a little lady in the chapel with us who was also praying. And, and in the middle of our prayers, she just, we didn't know her, but she asked us, she said, what are you two doing here? And we said, well, we're praying in preparation for a meeting. And she said, oh, and then she got quiet. And about five minutes later, she said, well, I I get the goose pimples when somebody needs healing and I have the gift of healing. Does either one of you need some healing? And we kind of looked at each other. And of course I'm shocked because nobody knew that I had just asked the Lord to help my stomach. And so I said, well, yes, by the way, my stomach, you know, I'm just getting over the stomach flu. So she came over and started praying over my stomach and I didn't say anything about my elbow, but she grabbed my elbow and started praying over my elbow. Both of them immediately healed. And then she went over to my co-host and my co-host had said nothing, but she went over to my co-host and started praying over her back and her back pain went away. So, you know, the Lord continually took care of us through this process. And that was just one time. I'll tell you one other short story. Huh? There's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of times when you're doing stuff for the Lord where you're under attack. And <laughs> granted, the, the Lord totally protected us. I could tell you there have literally been so many miracles for so many people involved in this project that of protection. But um, I was under a lot of attack um, at one point, And I just said, Lord, I said, we've got all these prayer warriors praying for the project but I need a personal prayer warrior right now. Can you send me a personal prayer warrior? I prayed that one day in mass. Three days later, um, at the end of a mass, I was saying a rosary with my co-host again, Julie. And this lady who I had met one time and talking to her about the veil removed, she came out of the chapel after mass 
and she came up to me where I was saying the rosary and she said, I, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think the Lord just told me that I'm supposed to be your personal prayer warrior. Wow. And I just started to cry, I, you know, because you just realize how much the Lord cares for you. And of course, these projects, you know, you grow in your own faith when you say yes to the Lord and you grow in love for him and everything. But it just really showed me that the Lord cared about every detail. You know, he heard me three days before that say, Lord, I'd really like my own personal prayer warrior. And so I go to that lady all the time, actually asking her for prayers and different petitions. And she's just been a gift to me. But there have been a lot of really miraculous things happening through the project. Um, do you want to hear one more, Kent? Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, so there was there was a, another person who I talked to at the beginning of fundraising. Like She was one of the very first people I asked to help us out financially. And I was telling her about how, you know, when I'm one of the most powerful times in the Mass to ask for a petition of something that you need you know, for a miracle kind of thing is when the Lord, you know, is lifted up in, in the host. And the priest says, this is my body. And so I told her that. She had a donation. It was nice. Nine months later, she comes back to me and she said, this was after Mass. And she said, Chris, I have to tell you something. And I said, yes. And she said, remember you shared that with me that when the priest holds up the host, it's the most powerful time to ask the Lord for something. And I said, yes. And she said, well, after you told me that, I started asking the Lord to bring um, a strong Catholic man into my daughter's life who would bring her back into the Catholic Church. And I said, really? And she said, my daughter just got engaged to one of the strongest Catholic men that I know. And I went, oh, my goodness. And and fast forward to now, um, they ended up getting married. They have little two little boys. And she's a strong, faith-filled Catholic now. This young lady that, you know, her mom had prayed for her during the Eucharistic part of the Mass. So, you know, just lots of stories, stories of healing, you know, um, lots of stories of protection, just on and on. So I could go on and on for probably another half hour, Pence. No, but that that makes it, you know, real. And to hear all that to happen, you know, with this project as it's going on. um, One thing I was always, you know, as going through something, how much have you learned about the mass? I mean, what or what was something that caught your attention that you didn't know prior to working on the project, the veil removed. Um, was there something, Chris, that you know really got to you? Because I, I know we've been talking about the angels, and 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 you know that's one thing I, I was talking to my um, father-in-law uh, prior to having you on, and that was one of watching the video that was one of the parts that he really got and and i think that's one thing that i as i was watching too we were talking about it um but um it's just a it's just a great part of the uh movie um or uh you know or film a short film uh but was there something that as you you were you know going through this um, and learning about more about the mass and getting more in depth. I think you've already mentioned, you know, a good time to really pray um, as you're looking at, uh, you know, the source and summit of our, you know, faith. Uh, but was mm-hmm. there anything else, um, mm-hmm. you know, was there something else that helped you, you know, get, sure. wow, this is, you know, power. I mean, we're in the presence of amazing thing as we're, in the present, you know, at church as we're going yeah. through the mass. 
Sure, absolutely. A, a couple things were big for me. In the beginning, I was very focused on the angels and saints being there. I was just so enamored with, wow, if people could see that, they would know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I had kids ask, you know, why are the angels and saints there, you know, young students? And I was like, here's the thing. What does it mean to be in heaven? And some of them wouldn't know, but I'm like, to be in heaven means to be in the presence of God eternally. So when Jesus physically, substantially, truly shows up on the altar in the form of bread and wine, they're there too, because they go where God is. They're always with him in his presence. That's why they're all there. And so for me, that was a big, this is a proof, you know, to be eternally in heaven with God, to always be in his presence. And so if he's literally there on the altar, of course, they're going to show up because they're with him always. So that was a big thing for me. And then my other thing that was just the blow my mind kind of thing, Kent, was this thing called anamnesis. And, and a lot of priests will call it, you know, they'll, they'll discuss it kind of like, well, it's kind of like a time warp. You know, time collapses in the mass. And we are literally at Jesus's crucifixion and at the Last Supper. So, you know, we've got these two points in time that happen at the mass. And it's so powerful, you know, and, and I, for me, I was like, well, wait a minute, there's a time warp happening. And we're literally there at the foot of the cross. Yes, you know, we have Protestants asking us, why do we, why do we keep crucifying Jesus? Why do we keep making yes. him die over and over? You know, we're like, that's not what happens. Mm-mm. What happens is, you know, we are brought to that moment in time. God does that. He takes us to that moment in time. So we are quite literally, no metaphor here, at Mass, we are literally at the foot of the cross, and we are literally at the Last Supper. And, and why does that happen? And I, you know, I, a lot of people are like, I don't understand why God would only pick out those two points in God's, in Jesus's life. Well, the reason that that happens, and to me, this was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense, was, you know, at, at a Passover meal, you would have a lamb and you would have these four cups. Well, at the Last Supper, when Jesus, you know, was, was instituting the Holy Eucharist, there was no lamb. He knew he was, he was going to be the sacrifice. And then he had these four cups. And in order to finish a Jewish Passover meal, you had to drink all four cups. And then you would say, it is done after you drink the fourth cup. Well, at the Passover that Jesus was celebrating when he was instituting the Eucharist, he drank three cups. If you pay attention in scripture, he only drinks three cups. And he doesn't drink the fourth cup until he drinks that sour wine off the sponge when he's on the cross. And then he says, it is done. done. So that, yeah. pass, that Passover meal... He's he's at the Last Supper. He's the Lamb, and it is done after he drinks that fourth cup from the cross. And so that's why we see Jesus on the cross in the short film and him at the Last Supper, because those are the two points in time that God gives us to see Jesus's life. Because you know that that's that's it. That that's when he's instituting the Eucharist. That's when he's sacrificing himself. And so you know. Jesus gives up. He dies for all of our sins. We could have all been the ones that were taking it on, but he took mm-hmm. on all of our sins. And we get to be in those moments in time in the Mass, not figuratively, literally. No. And so I always, I always tell people, you know what? If you pray to see the veil removed so that you can realize you are actually at the foot of the cross. God brings you to that point in time, and you are actually at the Last Supper. It's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and the angels and saints then just become kind of color when you realize that it's just, anyway, it just blows my mind to know that kind oh, of is happening. <laughs> that's, that's, a, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I, I think that's one of those, you know, you know, hearing that, you know, you get like, wow. I mean, because I, 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 
understood that you know we were at the you know at the um in just the at the you know at the foot of the cross the <laughs> and, and, yeah. and and just knowing that even more in depth is even more powerful because you're going mm-hmm. through a i mean it's it's just amazing the you know what he's you know trying to do at the mass and you know hearing everything that you were just sharing it's like okay everybody let's go back to mass i mean with <laughs> with you know i i have two more questions and one question is kind of of what's going on now um you know, i know uh with uh, a mutual friend uh Kyle's uh Savage who is uh, going to be on uh Jake's takes uh tomorrow night on the you know, Fiat Ministry network uh, hopefully he'll be on uh, he might be studying f- uh <laughs> for the bar but um uh Jake's takes will be on tomorrow night but um you know he he was sharing a lot about what was going on with working with you and and uh, you know working with all these people uh was there something that you know combining efforts and knowing that now you kind of had to pause you know you had the momentum of the video i mean millions and millions of people have seen it on youtube um you you were working on some you know you know other projects some service some you know you know having some retreats and everything that was going on and this the virus came and kind of you know slowed everything down um is there something that right now is happening that you see you know as momentum hopefully uh people are going back to mass but um with the project and uh, the veil removed.com and everything that you're working on uh, do you see anything that is happening right now that you would like to share or anything that sure is being um yeah you know um the thing is, is it was interesting over um, when when all this started, um, mm-hmm. because everything started shutting down. You know, a lot of speaking engagements and different things got shut down. And so, in speaking to our spiritual director, um, you know, my personal spiritual director um, has a gift of locution himself, and he he heard the Lord tell him to tell me, um, surrender and rest. The whole team needs, needs to just surrender and rest right now. And so we just. We outside of, you know, meeting people on our contact page and filling orders, we just took time too. And it was interesting because it ended up becoming a time of spiritual study for our team and a lot of growth in the Holy Spirit. So that was really positive. But as of June 22nd, we started up again. And, you know, what we're realizing is people are coming back to Mass, but it's slow, you know, and and God doesn't want us to, you know, go to church. He wants us to want to go to church. And so that means we got to get rid of the fear, obviously. Um, and and it, here's, here's a quote that I came across recently. Father Mike Schmidt said this actually before COVID, okay? So he hasn't said this post-COVID or during COVID, but before COVID, Father Mike Schmidt said, we're not called to watch Mass, but to participate. It's time to start watching and start worshiping. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, he meant people in the pews who were who were not participating but now i think it's so appropriate you know because we have covid and we have people that are watching online and and yes there are people that are afraid and and you know some people rightly 
you know, because of their health situations, you know, need to be careful. But I think for the most part, you know, the, the priests are being over the top, careful, cleaning things and everything. And so what Father Mike Schmidt had said before COVID, we are not called to watch mass, but to participate. It's time to start watching, excuse me, to stop watching and start worshiping. I think, I think we're called to do that now. I think it's time to go back to mass and start worshiping. And so our hope as a team is we're praying and, and we're looking for the Holy Spirit's guidance because You know, our job now is to disseminate the short film and to get the people in the pews excited about the Holy Mass and the Holy Eucharist. And then beyond that, you know, get them excited enough to want to learn more some of these facts that I'm talking about. And, and, you know, pick up a study guide off of our website or Mm -hmm. a 30-day meditation guide that gives you, you know, little two very short pages, um, you know, to learn little pieces of the Mass, you know, in a 30-day time frame. Or, or the other thing is, you know, if people really wanted to dig deep, they could go and they could um, buy a retreat for their parish. And the retreat is a uh, 33-hour, um, you know, retreat, which which is difficult because it's overnight. And so that's going to, you know, we're going to have to wait on that a little bit. But these are opportunities for further learning and for digging deeper and for helping people get excited about what's going on at Mass. You know, Mass is not boring at all if you mm-hmm. know what's happening. Yeah. Well, that's a great and that's a great point too. And uh, yeah, w- things have to be a li- you know we have to you know protect you know stay healthy and all. But I I think one thing that I love that you're trying to at least start back up and it, it's going to take a time with everybody. You know how you know in different areas this uh, virus is. Uh, taking out fat but um to bring back people to the mass because down to it and and this is just as you were talking i'm just gonna have to bring this i mean uh, you know only you know the numbers have gone down i mean i've heard like 33 percent it's gone down i think now into the 20s Uh, i'm not exactly sure the exact uh, percentage of people actually going to mass and then on top of that not even believing in the source and summit uh, that it's jesus are just mind-boggling as if you are a catholic you can't even go you know believe what you're you know i mean most likely they're not going but going to mass but to hear this you know you know these percentages of actual catholics other than you know the big you know the big uh, christmas and easter coming back and seeing family uh and you know going through mass uh um you know it, this is a great opportunity for you know what you're doing to really get people really fired up and to get back into what the mass is really about and to know the the in depth uh you know power of the mass and 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 the sense of just so much you know there's so many layers of the mass that we don't know and to share that uh it helps because it is it's not supposed to be you're going to mass for the wrong reasons if you're you know thinking um oh or not going to mass for the you know if you're not going to mass and you're just making the point of it's boring you're not gonna nothing you don't get anything out of it um listen to and watch the veil removed uh 
uh, film and and you'll get a little bit more out of it. Um, what do you say to these people that are so, I mean, you might, you're not going to change people's, you know, minds. I mean, only God can change people's hearts. Um, is there a way to direct, I mean, directing them to the veil removed.com, uh, to watch, you know, it on YouTube, um, or any, or on the, on your website. Um, but is there something else that you would approach people about even just having that chance to talk to someone that is, you know, right now I'm not going to mass because so right. not, not because of the virus, but because personally they don't get anything out of it. They don't, um, I mean, I know there was a, you know, you gave a couple points, but is there one number one thing that you would tell people if you had that, you know, kind of that presented to you as a question? Yeah. And I, I probably would go back to the fact that time collapses and Jesus is yeah, okay. literally there, which is why all of heaven would, you know, would are, are there to join him. And, and I would probably share some of the miracles of, of different people through time, you know, different saints and actually people now that I know who have seen it happen as proofs. But, but you know, the thing is, I think I would say, even during COVID, um, we are physical and spiritual beings both. You can't separate who we are. We're physical and spiritual. And the most important thing is getting back to heaven. So, you know, my, my thinking is, is if you... You know, if, if that's really what's most important is getting to heaven, we have to take care of our spiritual lives, and we have to stay connected to the vine, and that's Jesus. You know, and he said, unless you eat my body and drink your blood, you will not have life within you. And there were, in like, you know, craziness, but, you know, John 6, 6, 6, several of his disciples who had been following him left because they thought he was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, he knew that was going to happen, and he didn't change their mind. He didn't say, wait, wait, come back. You know, so so the the bottom line is, he's there. You want to see God? Guess what? He shows up every day in a lot of churches. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's not not going to be in the form that you 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 might expect a guy with a long you know gray beard or something like that. I mean, although some people might get to see that if the veil's removed for them, but um, if they want to see God and they want a miracle, I say the best place to go if you need a miracle in your life. The first miracle is the miracle of the Eucharist. The second miracle is the one that you ask him for. But you got to go so that you can ask him and you can't do it online because when when we're when we're watching it, we're watching it when we're watching it online. You're not actually participating in it unless you're there physically. We were just having this conversation with our um, spiritual director today and he said, you're you can't participate unless you're there to receive him physically. Yeah. So go go if you if you can go if you if you're you know afraid. Trust me, those priests are keeping those pews incredibly clean. Wear a mask if that makes you feel better. But, you know, we need to be there to participate and take the light out because, you know, there's a balance. There's the world is out of balance between good and evil right now. And when only the priests are saying the mass and they're the only ones taking the light out, it's way out of balance. We all need to get back into the mass so that we can receive the Eucharist and take him out into the world. And, and I mean that kind. Of, I mean that quite literally. We need to take his goodness and his life out into the world by being a tabernacle for him and carrying him out. So go to mass. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you. 
Chris. I, I, I know we do we do air uh, for people that can't actually go to mass and all that on the fiat ministry. But that that's a great point to, you know, you have to be at mass to get, you know, and for anyone that can't, I, I know there's definitely different ways of receiving the Eucharist and, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, bet you know, housebound and all that. But uh, if you can go, you should go. And you know, I, I like our parish is very clean, and uh, we wear masks, and uh, you know, everything is. It it was beautiful. It was you know, it was kind of moving to uh, go back and even to see my daughter receive again. Uh, even though she just received her uh, first communion, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, the, just the, you know, all of that to uh, get back uh, into some normalcy of your spiritual, yes. uh, because you can do so much watching it and having, uh, for me, three kids kind of on the couch trying to focus on what's going on TV, yep. but you can also teach. And that's one thing. And I, I'll bring this as a, a closing um, because we were, I apologize, and and it's uh, 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 weather and everything, technology. But I'm really glad to have you on, Chris. Um, but you can, uh, it's so great to be able to teach kids to you know any way about you know our the mass and to share yeah. that um, and to but to bring them. Uh, is even more so i totally agree and uh please you know final you know thoughts uh but one last question how can we help how can everybody that's watching that will be listening on patrick hart uh, ministry help you and everybody that's working uh with the veilremove.com to you know even you know, I, I understand donations probably will, you know, anything, uh, prayers, number one. But is there anything that, uh, Chris, you would like to share with the audience uh, as we sure. close up? Sure. We need we do need um, people to help us. Um, we need people to, to pray with us. Um, if people are interested in helping us get the film disseminated, you know, taking it to their parish. I know we had priests who were showing it before Mass as kind of a meditation to prepare people for what they were about to experience in the Mass. Um, we, there's just so many different ways to get it out there to show people. And then, you know, so people are interested in doing that. If people are interested in learning more and helping other people learn more, they can pick up a study guide and lead a, lead a, a small group, um, get a meditation. You know, ask your priest, hey, can we get a bunch of these meditation guides put at the back of our church for people to pick up and, and to walk through? I mean, you know, those, those are easy. Um, and then, you know, my last two would be, Spend some time with the Lord, just in adoration. And if you don't have adoration, just sit with Him in the chapel. He, he's lonely, you know, and He will change your life. If you do that a couple times a week, for five minutes even, He will change your life for the better. And, and then secondly, I, I would just say the other thing that you can do is um, when you go to Mass, ask, you know, first of all, tell the Lord how much you love Him when He shows up on the altar. And ask, ask him for what you need most in life and watch how the miracles start to come to you. I mean, really seriously. He's, the miracle of the Mass, the miracle of the Eucharist is one. But two is, what miracle are you going to ask him for when you go? And um, just, just watch what he starts to do. I mean, it, it's been amazing for us to see. 
Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, if it's okay with you, uh, if you would like to close in prayer, I, I really appreciate your time tonight. Again, everybody, uh, you can check everything out uh, at theveilremove.com. Uh, please check that out. Uh, support them um, in any way, uh, prayers, uh, and take that advice. Go and ask for that, but you have to go to get the mirror. I mean, uh, number one is uh, Jesus, the, the first miracle, but you have to actually be there to ask for that, you know, a miracle for, you know, in in a sense, what you would like to have in your life. Uh, so make sure you take that advice from Chris. I really appreciate that. Uh, but Chris, if you don't mind uh, in, you know, a final pr uh, bless uh, a prayer, uh, that would be great. Uh, thank you again for uh, just allowing us to just share a little bit more about the veil removed and everything that you're doing with that project. You bet. So you want me to do the closing prayer? If, if you don't mind. Yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. No, no problem. In the name of the Father Holy and the Son Holy and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Holy Lord, thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the Holy Eucharist. Thank you for the quiet way you are present to us in the tabernacles all throughout the world. Thank you for the mighty miracle of coming to us every day in the Eucharist. Just praise you, Lord, and I love you, and I thank you for the gift. And I thank you for all of the people you are touching through Kent's program, Lord. I ask, Lord God, that you come to them powerfully in the Holy Eucharist the next time that they go. Help them to know and feel your presence, Lord God, and help their faith to grow. And I ask this for all of us in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, again, Chris, thank you very much for coming on. Everybody that was watching, I appreciate everybody. Uh, just you know, you know, please, you know, take some time to hopefully get back to mass uh, when you can. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to thank you again. Uh, we'll have. Jake's takes tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, another <laughs> Iowan. Uh, I believe that's Iowan. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, they w will be on tomorrow night, and then we have hungry for more on Thursday night at 9 p.m. And then journeys in faith with Anne DeSantis. I saw her in the chat room. Thank you for watching, Anne. Uh, and uh, until hopefully next week, uh, we'll uh, try to get back into the groove of the show. I know there was a lot of uh, things going on in the last couple of weeks, but I'm really glad to get back uh, on. And please check out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we are going live and, uh, and please support us in any way that you can. Uh, make sure to share this. Make sure to share this uh, video again with everybody that you're watching. Uh, we will have uh, all the information um, with the veil removed.com underneath the video and until next time uh, as we at Fiat Ministry Network encouraging all to say yes to Jesus Christ good night and God bless Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission a brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, 
including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.